Coming up, we're talking USAC announcers on Flow Racing, Geo Celsi's 2022 plans, Super Dirt Car Series and Extreme Outlaw Regulars, and last night's iRacing World of Outlaws show. Let's do this. Today is Tuesday, January 25th, 2022. Welcome into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. I want to kick off today's show with some news that came out yesterday that I wasn't really expecting. For 2022, USAC and Flow Racing have Chet Krisner on the mic calling the full slate of USAC races. He'll be joined often by Pat Sullivan and Christy Bemis and Drake York will continue their roles reporting from the infield. If you've spent any time watching dirt racing streams in the past, you obviously know Chet. His energy is infectious, and everybody knows that signature line, drop the hammer. It's a great move for Jet, uh, for Chet, and I'm looking forward to hearing him all season long. On the flip side, though, the announcement for Chet means that Tony Laporta is out as the play-by-play guy for the series. This was unexpected because even though TLP got off to a tough start in Florida last year, I felt like he really did a nice job all year as he got up to speed. He got thrown in the deep end right off the bat, and I, like most people I think, turned that first USAC midget broadcast of the season on last year, and immediately was like, who the hell is this guy? Trying to figure out who he was turned into me having him on Dirt Tracker conversations, and it was a great chat learning about his past and his plans for the future. When Rob Klepper departed that announcer role after the 2020 season, we didn't get that notice or press release from USAC or Flo that there would be a new voice on the call, and I think that wasn't fair to Laporta. On top of the fact that he was learning a new series, new drivers, new teams, and even a new surface as he was coming over from the pavement world, it was a shock to viewers to not have that familiar voice, especially without warning. That turned into some fairly crappy posts on social media during that first weekend, and honestly, pretty often throughout the year. And TLP spent the season trying to overcome the negative sentiment and grow into the spot, which to his credit, I think he did well. He wasn't afraid to say when he didn't know something, and he did a lot of work to get to know everyone and get better. I'm not privy to what went down behind the scenes between USAC and Flow Racing and Tony, and I'm sure that those guys have their reasons, but I hate it for him. I look forward to Chet in that position for sure, and I know he'll do a fantastic job. This is certainly nothing against him. But I do hope Tony finds a spot somewhere in the dirt world. His big voice and passion for motorsports are exactly what we need in the booth, in the pits, and on the microphone. We talked yesterday on the show about sprint car plans for Tyler Courtney and Jacob Allen, and yesterday we found out what's on tap for Gio Selzy and the KCP team. They will again not run full-time with the series, instead going pick and choose. Right now their plan is to run a sizable outlaw schedule, something like 50 or 60 races, and then fill in with all-star shows and weekly action at Knoxville. They'll open the year in Georgia and Florida with the Outlaws and All-Stars, and then they're going to go ahead all the way back west and run the full West Coast schedule with the Outlaws. It's a big leap for that team based in Des Moines. In 2021, Geo made 49 appearances with the Outlaws, grabbing a late-season win at Lakeside Speedway and piling up 12 top fives and 29 top tens. He added 23 more starts with the All-Stars, earning 9 top fives and 17 top tens on that side. He was also the 360 Knoxville Nationals champion. And late in the year, following the departure of crew chief Bernie Stubgen, they paired Geo with crew chief Dylan Buswell and immediately found speed. I think this team could definitely spoil some shows this season and grab some wins. And KCP has been a full-time outlaw team before, back with Ian Madsen, and I'm hoping we'll see them go back that direction soon with Geo. 
He's definitely got the talent to compete at the highest levels, and KCP knows how to be a full-time outlaw squad. If you're a fan of the Super Dirt Car Series, they inked two full-time drivers over the weekend at the Motorsports Trade Show in Philadelphia. If you're a regular consumer of this show, you already know that Anthony Parego has teamed up with Vinny Salerno to chase the 2022 championship. It will be Parego's first full run with the Super Dirt Car Series, and he officially signed his platinum agreement over the weekend. Joining Perego as a rookie is Pennsylvania driver Mike Guler, but don't let that rookie status fool you. Uh, Guler is anything but inexperienced. He won the New Egypt, tra uh, New Egypt Track Championship in 2021, has been a regular with the Short Track Super Series in the past. The two series at not having any conflicting days uh, is what's allowing Guler to make this move for 2022. He still plans on running for the South Region title and the elite set of races with the Short Track Super Series on top of the full SDS schedule. The Northeast Modified season actually kicks off in Florida here coming up pretty quickly. Short Track Super Series will be at Alltech Raceway from February 9th through the 12th. And then the Super Dirt Car Series joins the Dirt Car and Word of Outlaws Late Models at Volusia for Dirt Car Nationals February 14th through the 19th. And speaking of series full-timers, I wanted to double back and give you guys an update on the regulars expected for the Extreme Outlaw Series, which is the new non-wing series from World Racing Group. On the sprint car side right now, we've got Landon Simon, Jason McDougall, Chase Stockin, Shane Cockrum, and Zach Dom. And I definitely think we could have more sign-on. Over on the midget side, we've had our first commitments pop up in recent days. First, Chad Boat Industries plans on campaigning three cars for three young drivers during the 12-race season. 15-year-old Jade Abadigian, 16-year-old Dominic Gordon, and 15-year-old Jace Park will all be extreme outlaw drivers in 2022. Abadigian was impressive last year in limited starts between Power Eye and, uh, and USAC, including that strong fourth-place finish she had at Merced with USAC late in the year. Dominic Gordon finished 12th on his Chili Bowl prelim night a few weeks ago and ended up 7th in a C-Main on Saturday. And Jace Park is coming out of micro sprints, and if Boat is fielding a car for him, he must have some talent. Joining the three young guns is veteran midget racer Andrew Felker. He was the 2012 Power Eye National Midget Champion and has won Power Eye West titles as well in recent years. I think he should be a favorite for the championship with his talent and experience. There's still plenty of time for drivers to commit to both series at the Sprint Cars debut in a few weeks at Volusia, and the midgets don't open until April at Farmer City. For more deeds on the series, check out ExtremeOutlawSeries.com. The battle for the iRacing World of Outlaws World Championship is going to go all the way to the finish at Charlotte next week, and last night was everyone's final chance to position themselves before the finale. Weed Sports Speedway was the host last night, and Alex Bergeron entered, uh, entered with a very slight four-point advantage over Cameron Merriman, with James Eden's only another 15 points back in third. The other fight in the standings is to avoid relegation, and right now Tyler Ducharme and Gregory, uh, Gregory LeMay are in, and Aiden Beerline and Braden Shute are out. In the feature, Merriman had a head start on Bergeron, grabbing the front row starting position through heat races, with Bergeron starting outside the top 10 after a third place finish in that fourth heat race. The opening half of the main event saw a three-car battle for the lead between Evan C., Merriman, and Hayden Cardwell with C in control. But near halfway, Merriman was able to take the top spot and put some distance between himself and the field. But two cautions inside five laps to go wiped out Merriman's lead and brought the field all the way back together. On the final restart with three to go, Cardwell got to Merriman's inside and the two banged wheels into turn one. That let both Cardwell and Tyler Shell by. 
Cardwell then drove away to the win. Shell finished second. And then Braden Eiler nipped Merriman at the line for third. So Merriman finished fourth with Dylan Yeager completing the top five. James Edens ended up sixth. And Bergeron couldn't do any better than ninth. That's two weeks in a row now that Merriman was leading very late in the race and couldn't close out for the victory. Either way, though, he's the points leader headed to the final race of the year next Monday night at Charlotte. Chase Rodman said on the broadcast last night that unofficially Merriman is taking a 13-point advantage to that race. So Bergeron will have some work to do if he's going to get a fourth championship in the sprint car and try to claim that $10,000. The racing kicks off next Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern on Dirt Vision and on YouTube. There are two shows on the streaming schedule today, both of those on Flow Racing. The Winter Nationals continue from East Bay with Modifieds now on the card, and there's Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. I hope you have a good Tuesday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily. Dirt Tracker Daily.